Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We can't shut down the oil sands tomorrow. Uh, We need to phase them out. We need to manage the transition off of our dependence on fossil fuels. Uh, That is going to take time. And in the meantime, we have to manage that transition. Well, he certainly moved ahead, and we're going to talk to our next guest about that in just a second. Scott Moe is going to be with us in a moment. The Premier of Saskatchewan, who tweeted just a couple of days ago, the same federal government who alienated our oil and gas industry is now putting global food security at risk by attacking the hard-working agriculture producers across Western Canada with an arbitrary goal to reduce fertilizer usage. We'll talk to the Premier about that. Premier Scott Moe joins us from Saskatchewan. Premier, thank you very much. And when you hear the uh, when you hear that particular that particular uh, quote from Mr. Trudeau, and and I put and I ask you, within context of that tweet that you issued a couple of days ago, how do you respond to that? <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for for having me on again to Roy uh, today, Roy, and, uh, and and hello to all your listeners. Uh, we're sitting. I'm sitting here looking out my window. We had a beautiful rain yesterday on uh, our agricultural land in this area, which is all well fertilized this year and is going to you know produce uh, food for 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 us in Canada and North America and our, and around the world. And we're going to continue to do our part in providing food security for the world uh, because this uh, food security fertilizer use is a uh, is in the provincial jurisdiction under the constitution as is uh, oil production and all of our natural resource development which addresses the comment uh, that you had played which i had forgotten uh, he had made uh, such a, a bold-faced blatant comment uh, that's entirely out of the the federal jurisdiction to make any comments on on natural resource uh, natural resource development, and so you know. Again, listen. Um, your question later on on mandate, uh, Roy. Uh, you know, does this government have a mandate? Of, of course, they don't. They're they're a minority government propped up by a third party. Uh, this is a caretaker government, and and from Saskatchewan's perspective, we're not going to uh, allow their what will be temporary decisions uh, to be made, policy decisions, uh, to impact Saskatchewan uh, energy producers and Saskatchewan agricultural producers as that's where they seem to be turning their focus uh now they're a caretaker government nothing more and uh, they should be viewed as such so can you give us a bit of an idea a bit more of an idea premier mo about uh, what your plans are as far as oil and gas is concerned energy the world needs energy we're you know we've speaking the last couple of weeks so actually for some months now with Thierry Bro, who's the former head of energy security for France, Professor Bro, and they fear blackouts in Europe uh, this coming winter, or he certainly told us that. So, what are you, what are the options that you have? What would you do to challenge Mr. Trudeau on oil and gas? And then let's talk as well about what you would do to challenge him on his fertilizer uh, reduction plan, thirty percent. I think he wants. Well, we're we're just simply not going to uh, be uh, you, you know paying attention in any way to what uh, his environment minister is talking about on the on the fertilizer reduction piece. Uh, listen, in France, uh, as you mentioned, uh, and and France, if they're looking at black or brownouts or rolling blackouts in France, they they actually have adopted nuclear power in France, and I'd say they're in likely a little stronger position than some other areas of the European Union that are entirely. Um, reliant on on Russian oil, Russian natural gas, and Russian coal uh, to keep their lights on and their heat on in their homes. And listen, this is the this is precisely the path that our federal government here in in Canada is setting us down. Is the, the European Union path where we're reliant on uh, other areas of the world? We're, yes, we're pushing our emissions out of out of domestic production, 
but we're simply importing those products from other areas of the world, thereby being putting our food security and our energy security at risk. And I, I think it's it's really time for us to have a a, a much more uh, grown-up conversation around energy security, how we're producing our energy, yes, but ensuring we have energy security, not only in, in, in Saskatchewan or Canada, but across North America. And if, if we don't have that North American food and energy security discussion here, uh, who else do you think is going to have it for us? And we, we produce some of the most sustainable products uh, in the world, available in, in the world. We need to continue to push uh, the sustainability matrix of what we are producing, but not at the risk of purchasing our, our gas, our oil, our food from uh, overseas somewhere. Yeah, I, I may have misspoken. Uh, he, he didn't say necessarily point to France as um, having potentially blackouts. He said other countries or countries in the European Union. It could have meant France as well. Germany certainly right. is uh, the canary in the coal mine there. Um, before we take the, the break, Premier, um, the federal government, as you well know, and you, you talk to the, to the Prime Minister, there must be, must be fun conversations, you, uh, you talk to the Prime Minister about his objectives, and they always come back and say, it's a climate emergency. What do you say to when When they say that to you, what do you say? Well, in, in, in the European Union, I would say they're having an energy security emergency. Uh, they're, they're, what, what type of policy, looking back over the last 10 or 15 years, uh, what, what, you know, how could this possibly be viewed as a successful policy to, yes, reduce the emissions in, in countries, uh, throughout the European Union, but then, you know, blindly and quietly buy, uh, you know, 35, 45, 65% of their natural gas in the case of Germany, uh, from, from, from Russia. Uh, some, some of the dirtier product that is produced globally are much cleaner, uh, what's being produced here in Canada, uh, and, and in essence have, you know, provided funding for uh, you know, Vladimir Putin to do what what we see him doing here today, and so th- this is a, this is a flawed policy. It's on full display uh, for all of, of us to uh, observe uh, in the European Union today. Uh, Saskatchewan isn't going to be part of any of this type of policy as we move forward. However, uh, in saying that, um, it, while we provide an, our our energy security and our food security and do our part to do that across the nation, across the continent, and globally. Uh, we we are uh, going to continue to make every effort to uh, achieve uh, you know the targets around you know a, a net zero potentially by 2050, and we think Saskatchewan has the innovation and the industries to really add to that conversation. However, we're not going to put at risk uh, our energy security, our food security for 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 uh, you know these types of what are ideological policy objectives of uh, of a very unserious federal government. Well, I'm glad to hear you say that because food food security is ma- obviously, I mean, I'm stating the obvious here, it's massively important. And we know from the situation in Ukraine, and we've spoken to the Ukrainian ambassador to this country several times in recent weeks on this program. So we know how significantly important getting Ukrainian grain out of the ports is to, you know, to parts of the world where there's going to be famine if they don't get it. And and we would without Western Canadian uh, grain, whether, without the Western Canada farmers, the rest of it is in this country would be in significant trouble in in a very short order. The Premier of Saskatchewan, Scott Moe, we're talking about uh, issues that involve the province of Saskatchewan, Western Canada, the federal government, all of us, and uh, the Premier has said, when it comes to the issue of agriculture and supporting the farmers, when it comes to oil and gas and natural energy uh, in, uh, in the province, the province will go its own way, it has the constitutional right to do that, federal government doesn't, doesn't have the right to meddle. With the province, I'm I'm stating that correctly, am I, Premier? 
I think that would uh, be uh, absolutely correctly, and in particular when it uh, is going to, uh, you know, I- impact our, the, the security of, of supply that we have here in Canada when we've seen such a, a blatant uh, poor example of, of policy implementation in the European Union. Yeah. What would happen to farmers in Western Canada, Saskatchewan, and in your neighboring provinces of Manitoba and Alberta, if you were to um, do what the, uh, the environment minister, who wants us to eat with our fingers now, and and <laughs> and then for expediency's sake, you can wipe your mouth with the back of your hand. It all works out in the end. What would happen if you were, if your farmers were to follow that lead that Mr. Trudeau wants you to do to cut uh, cut, cut uh, fertilizer emissions? He says emissions. You can't you can't cut out emissions without cutting out fertilizer, can you? It, listen, there, there, it's whether you want to have a net uh, a com, net conversation, carbon conversation, or whether you want to have a uh, uh, you know an absolute reduction carbon conversation. And when the when you get into Saskatchewan agriculture, at least uh, the the net carbon conversation, uh, Saskatchewan agriculture producers are among the leaders uh, in the in the world uh, when it comes to the sequestration in our soils and the innovation that they're already employing. In fact, that's even identified in uh, Minister Gabot's. Uh, uh, document here of which we will respond to and our response will be uh, thanks but no thanks from Saskatchewan's perspective but the caveats in here are essentially that uh, that considerable effort on the prairies has already moved uh, Saskatchewan farms uh, to a great adoption of the 4R approach for example about half a Canadian farmland that is already under the 4R uh, which is a sustainability uh, management system, is, is in Saskatchewan, about half the, the Canadian farmland. We're already using conservation and no tillage. We're already incorporating uh, legumes uh, and pulse crops into our, our, uh, our rotation. And then it goes on to say the, the caveat of, of, of not being able to achieve what Minister Gabot wants to achieve is all of his information is based on experiments, in some cases, uh, the data isn't uh, isn't accurate. In other cases, there has been a lowering of, of emissions, and in other cases, there's actually been an increase of emissions. So the, the whole document is uh, null and void, and is really a, an ideological policy that this uh, this very unserious government and a, in particularly unserious environment minister uh, want to push through with no science backing behind it. If uh, and I, I would just urge uh, the entire government, in particular the environment minister, maybe at the urging of the ag minister that was out here two weeks ago uh, to come up, just listen uh, to Saskatchewan farmers as to what they're doing and how they are already year by year by year uh, enhancing not only our production, but enhancing the sustainability, the, the intensity, uh, our carbon intensity of every ton, lowering our carbon intensity of every ton of production that we have year over year over year. Do you think they are, they're not even interested in what your position is? They have their view and their position because, as uh, Sylvain um, Charlotte pointed out to us, the food professor, at food professor on Twitter, in the last budget there wasn't even a section that was dedicated to agriculture. They certainly had some, some parts of the budget included agriculture. I'm kind of drifting off the topic here, Premier, I'm sorry. But uh, I just wonder if they're serious about agriculture and what you're doing in Western Canada. No, I, I don't think they, they in any way they're serious about agriculture. They're serious about implementing uh, some ideological uh, policy positions that they think uh, are good from their their perspective. When in fact they're they're quite harmful. You know, case in point, uh, we're going to eat with our fingers now when we go out uh, for supper uh, in in the evenings or wherever we might go. Yeah, and then we're going to wipe our. That, by the way. Yeah. 
and then wipe your, your, your mouth with the back of your hand. I, I wonder if they consulted with Dr. Tam over the last a couple of years with respect to uh, the whether or not we should be eating with our fingers and wiping our, our mouth with our fingers. So this is an unserious government, and particularly an unserious uh, in, environment minister, and we won't be uh, implementing uh, policies that come from uh, a government, quite frankly, that is a caretaker government. And I think with the polling discussion you'll have shortly, you're likely hearing footsteps. Well, they should be hearing footsteps. Um, what about the carbon tax and the uh, the taxes that are p- placed on energy with, for the farmers in particular, whose uh, expenses with inflation and interest rate uh, rates climbing are, are already, uh, in some cases, I'm sure, through the roof. What about the carbon tax impact on the uh, on, on your farming sector? Well, I, again, I think that's uh, another example of a of a cost on not only farmers but families uh, across this nation that is uh, entirely unnecessary um, and is is uh, you know just flawed policy. It's an ideological policy that never should have been implemented in in the first place. In particular, in the the agriculture world, where uh, we are already producing some of the most sustainable product that you can find, the agri food uh, product that we produce in Saskatchewan and across Canada, uh, we're actually working on some uh, some scientific uh, backed uh, work. Uh, to uh, put in front of not only the federal government, but to put in front of our far- our, our, produ- our customers, pardon me, um, for our producers to put in front of our customers around the world, uh, really uh, looking at the the carbon intensity of, uh, for example, a ton of wheat or a ton of pulse crops uh, or a ton of canola that's produced in, uh, in Saskatchewan relative uh, to other areas of the world. And I've always said we should be making market-based decisions on buying uh, the highest quality, most competitively priced, but most sustainably produced products uh, in the world as well. And when you put Saskatchewan uh, products, and I would say even Canadian products, uh, alongside uh, products from other areas of the world, whether it be energy, whether it be agri-food, uh, we, we fare very well on the sustainability matrix, and we should be buying more of our Canadian produced uh, products and uh, so that, that's that's some of the work that we're doing alongside uh, the global institute for food security uh, here in saskatchewan as well as uh, other folks uh, from other parts of canada and so there is a move afoot uh, to prevent this type of silliness be- from becoming uh, policy uh, from a, as i say a government that it obviously is hearing footsteps uh, behind them and as uh, a government that just you know hasn't been a, a very serious with their policy development for some period of time and most notably is telling us to go out and eat our, our, our food with our hands. Yeah. Well. Yep. Uh, we have about 30 seconds uh, left, Premier. Do we need more interprovincial cooperation? Because when I look at Quebec and Premier Legault, he doesn't want uh, natural gas, liquid natural gas plant has been cancelled and doesn't want pipelines going across his province. Do we need to have more interprovincial cooperation? Yes, we, we do. And we also need a better understanding uh, interprovincially and, and across the nation of uh, what exactly is required uh, and and what uh, type of product we are moving relative to, uh, for example, in, in the case of a natural gas pipeline uh, th- across Canada through Quebec is a uh, much more sustainable product, for example, than what is coming into on the boats into the ports uh, and the, in the eastern areas of our nation. And so we need to have a, a much more serious conversation. I would hope that would be led by the federal government saying more sustainable product in Western Canada is Canadian built, Canadian produced versus uh, bringing in product from other areas of the world. And, and so we need a leader on that front. It isn't going to be this government. I suspect it could be the next. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever 
you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.